0: You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one.
1: Hurts. E even- First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Ed Kratz here, your uh, Eagles Today publisher. I'm joined by my colleague, John McMullen. He's with the Eagles Today as well. And uh, you can check out all our writing at SI.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. We are here at training camp, uh, day seven, I believe, John.
2: Um, day seven of open practice, yes.
1: Saturday morning, of course, tomorrow is the big one. They have the open practice. Any fan who wants to watch these Eagles practice, uh, and I would recommend that you do. I think, uh, you know, it's been pretty entertaining so far, this camp with the practices. And uh, they have an open session Sunday night at Lincoln Financial Field. Starts at seven o'clock, $10 gets you in the door, and the proceeds go to uh, Eagles Autism. Foundation with great cause. So, uh, if you're in the area and you want to stop by, uh, I'd recommend it. Uh, but here we are on Saturday, John. We saw quite a bit today. It was a yellow practice, 90 minutes long. Yeah. Um, so, tomorrow they're going to be full green. Sunday night they're going to be full green practice, and they'll probably be in full pads. Uh, they'll probably go about an hour and 45. So, you'll get your money's worth. We got some money's worth today. Uh, John, uh, take us around what you saw today, real quick.
2: Um, some good and bad. I, I, I think, you know, if you look up, down, this is probably in the middle. Everybody's wondering about the Eagles offense. The defense has been pretty good, pretty consistent throughout camp. I thought today was pretty even uh, from an offensive standpoint. A little bit of a stalemate. Uh, defense is very, very talented, as we talked about. But Jalen Hurts had some nice throws, especially in team drills. He found Dallas Goddard on the seam route in stride which is a big part of this because you know once you get it to receivers like Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown in stride they can do some damage with their physicality and the next play exactly that A.J. Brown uh crossing over the middle he was able to uh stiff arm carry vent poor carry Vincent a couple (laughs) times you're really starting to see the physicality of A.J. Brown when he's out there it's really really difficult to deal with um you know, Demonte Smith uh, obviously is not in the mix right now with a, a little bit of a groin injury. Greg Ward is out, Zach Pascal still coming back from a, a bad case of food poisoning. He told you, Ed, that he lost 16 pounds, 16 pounds from a case of food poisoning. So, Chandler Riker's getting some reps, Brittany Kobe got a few first team reps. So, uh, he's an exciting player for Eagles fans, shifty slot receiver, uh, and he's been having a good camp. So. Um, I, I think it was a pretty even day uh, between the offense
1: and the defense. Yeah, a uh, little more detail on some of that. Uh, as far as that stiff arm that A.J. Brown gave poor Kerry Vincent, it was like he just slapped him in the helmet yeah. once, and then Kerry Vincent kept coming, and Brown slapped him again in the helmet. I mean, you know, it was good stuff, <laughs> fun to watch. And then Britton Covey, yeah, this was his second straight practice. that He really stood out, in my opinion. You know, he had a, uh, he had a nice catch. Uh, kind of over the middle uh, where he had to kind of reach into a tight window. He was well-guarded, a shorter throw. Gardner Minshew was the quarterback on both his receptions here uh, but made a nice grab. And then another play, he was able to just get open, uh, wide open. And Minshew hit him about 25 yards down the field, and it was an easy catch because there was nobody near him.
2: Yeah, Uh, he's he's so shifty. That's the word I use. It's really difficult to deal with. You know, the concern is obviously very small. Yeah and you don't know how he can hold up in the NFL And people talk about the Julian Edelman's of the world and the West Welkers of the world, but those guys were pretty big, pretty stocky for their brains, uh, pretty put together. Britt and Kobe probably still needs a, a year or two in the gym, so to speak, uh, uh, to develop that NFL-type body. And speaking of NFL-type bodies, Marcus Epps, I continue to be impressed. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think I told the story on the show. He bought a gym in Southern California. He's really taken to sort of remaking his body. You know, Boston Scott was added to the injury list today with the concussion. Well, Marcus Epps is the one who gave him that concussion because he's just banging people on the back end. Probably shouldn't be. But yeah. Uh, and at times, he's just a, a completely different player. So uh, he continues to impress. Um, And that defensive line, the versatility. Brandon Graham lining up inside uh, today. Milton Williams outside. Uh, Jonathan Ganning can do a lot of different things with that defensive line.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. You mentioned Boston Scott. Yeah, we talked about that hit. I think on the last episode here. I mean, that was just he just belted poor Boston right near the goal line, and uh, you know, I guess it was. I don't know if it was on purpose or accidental, but Scott laid there uh, for a few seconds. He wasn't even moving, and Epps had his hand out to try to help him up, and uh, Scott just laid there, and I thought he got knocked out. I'm I'm not saying he did. We haven't gotten to the bottom of exactly... Uh, what happened there, but, uh, you know, Scott got up and he was still, you know, looking like he was participating as much as he could in practice, but uh, pretty certain that's the hit that gave him a concussion. So, you know, he joined uh, Jordan Milata and Andre Dillard, still working through their concussions, uh, sitting out practice on Saturday. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously he's a key part of this offense, I think, Boston Scott.
2: yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they use the backs. And, you know, last year was Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell. They pretty much only used two backs at the beginning of the season. Then Miles got hurt, Kenny fumbled in Las Vegas. And that opened the door for Boston Scott and Jordan Howard as well at the time. Um, Boston proved he can play. I think he proved a lot to this particular coaching staff. Um, so he should be in the mix. Maybe we'll see a three-man rotation this time around. But I'm interested at, you know, Kenny Gainwell. I expected third down work, expected a lot of hurry-up work. The goal back Kenny Gainwell, I keep I – keep, I'm, I'm pretty amazed by that, that, that Kenny Gain- – and maybe Jalen Hurts is essentially the Eagles'
0: real goal lineback.
1: Yeah, and well, Hurts with the 10 rushing touchdowns last season. Gainwell had five rushing touchdowns, you know, who didn't have a rushing touchdown. Miles Sanders yeah. and Miles. By the Sanders, way, what do you
2: think Miles thinks of those? He's not out there in those high leverage situations. <sighs> Derv downs, hurry up, goal line. It's all Kenny Gable.
1: Yeah, you, you wonder. Uh, you know, he, his touchdowns—they might have to be the home run variety. And we've seen Sanders capable of hitting them from distance, uh, going on long runs that end in the end zone. Uh, He made a mistake today, and I I think it was his mistake. I I couldn't get anybody to confirm exactly what happened. Maybe you saw it. I don't think I asked you. But uh, they were doing a running play, and and Hurts handed it to Sanders, and it looked like he had it and went into the line. And the defense was reacting like he had it. And then all of a sudden, it was on the ground, the football. Now, I don't know if Sanders dropped it when he had it or if there was a a problem at the mesh point between him and Hertz, To me, it looked like Sanders had the ball, and the defense knew it because they were converging on him after two or three yards. But then the next thing you know, the ball's on the ground right around the line of scrimmage. So I'm not sure maybe he didn't get it correctly on the handoff. Uh, I I didn't know what the issue was.
2: I think, and, and I saw the play, I think the problem was at the mesh point. And you're right, the ball was on the ground for a long time. It was like nobody knew where it was until Jalen Hurts was able to scramble back and get it. yeah. Um, and I think that kind of, you know, muddied the waters. But I think the actual fumble was at the mesh point, and nobody realized the yeah. ball was on the ground. They were playing the running play, yeah. and Jalen Hurts was able to recover. That's one of those things where, I mean, it's a bad play, but that's what training camp is for, and hopefully we clean those types of things up. But right. you can have problems that, you know, Those great running quarterbacks, they're going to put that football in your midsection for a really, 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 really long time, and they might pull it at the last split second. And sometimes the running backs like, I want this ball, and I'm grabbing it and have that sort of loggerhead. Yeah,
0: yeah. a little tug of war.
2: Yeah, you always have that that issue, and uh, I'm not too concerned about it, but you're probably going to see that a couple times because Jalen Hurts is going to take that – Clock down, so to speak, to the last split second.
1: Yeah, maybe we can try to get to the bottom of it Sunday when uh, Nick Sirianni uh, will talk to us prior to the seven o'clock practice. Uh, maybe he'll be asked about what what happened on that particular play. Uh, and then and I should also mention the probably the defensive play of the game, I would, or of the day, I would guess, was uh, Darius Slay uh, rising up, very athletic play, very tight coverage on Quez Watkins. It happened in a seven on seven drill. Jalen Hurts didn't get the ball out far enough for Quez to get to it, but Slay was right on Watkins's back, and he turned and he rose up. It happened right in front of me. Rose up pretty high and made a very athletic catch and yeah. came down on his back and can, kept a hold of the football. And that interception by Hurts was uh, ended a string of three straight practices where he hadn't thrown an interception. I believe that's his fourth now. He had one in each of the. First three practices, and he has another one. But you know, listen, you got to credit Slay on that. Yeah, you could say Hertz should have thrown the ball out further, and yeah, he should have. But you know, he didn't, and Slay went up and made a great play on it. It was great to yeah. see from the Pro ball corner. And there was a, a few fans, obviously, they come out every, every practice, a couple hundred of them. They recognized it, and they they gave a nice loud cheer for Slay when he came down with that football.
2: So great yeah. play by him. Uh, I expect we'll see some of that, and once the season gets wrong. well, Slay is tremendously athletic. We yeah. know that. So, but I do look at that play, and I say you could look at both sides of it. You know, maybe another corner isn't able to make that play, um, but you also do have to put in what you mentioned. That ball was underthrown. So, um, yeah, maybe if it's uh, one of the young corners, they're not going to come down with it. Darius Slay was able to come down with it. But you're letting the corner have the opportunity to make a play on the football. Um, so I'm sure that's one that Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen will say, look, you got to get the ball out there. Um, and and you're, you're not going to overthrow Quez and so just let him run under it. Um, but it was a great play from Darius Slay.
1: And, again, that's the benefit to having two great corners in Slay. And Bradbury, who appears like he's on his way to – Maybe Boy, putting a, he, 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 I, I, he had, uh, that's another good play that happened today James Bradbury and it wasn't so much Bradbury as it was Deion Kane but Bradbury made a nice PBU kind of came in at the last minute and spacked at the ball and it, somehow the ball went up in the air and Dion Kane was able to kind of position his body the ball floated just for a, an instant and Deion Kane was able to adjust his body kind of on the sideline and come down with the reception. That was a great play by Kane to keep you know his eye on that ball and to keep concentration. Uh, and I thought it was a good play by Bradbury, kind of coming from out of nowhere you to know, swat that
2: ball away. So One thing you always hear about defensive coaches, they always talk about length with cor- cornerbacks, and yeah. you always kind of roll your eyes. It's become a cliche. But then you see James Bradbury out there and you say, oh, that's what they're talking about because he is so long. He makes it so difficult. And even on play where, as you mentioned, Deion Kane uh, is able to make a great play and adjust to the football. You know, he's adjusting to the football because James Bradbury is so long, he's able to get his hand in there for the pass breakup. So uh, Bradbury's been tremendous early in this camp, um, and and hopefully it continues throughout the season for the Eagles.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, and I'll stay with Deion Kane because he was involved in another couple plays. There was a nice throw in the corner, back corner of the end zone. From Minshew again, I believe. Andre Chachary was tightly guarding him, but the ball went right through Kane's hands. He could have had that, but Chachary was so close, kind of bothering him with that throw. Um, But it's one you'd like to see a guy like Kane, who's fighting for a job here, come down with. And then there was another play where he was the target, uh, kind of back to back. Yeah, yeah, they went right back to Kane only this time they had him run a uh, post pattern, and it it, looked like a touchdown. This one, it looked, but. Lo and behold, comes flying out of nowhere is the undrafted rookie, right? Josh Jones from the University of Alabama. Second very good defensive play of the game, but he kind of went out on a full extensions and swatted that ball away before it got to Kane. Just a great play. And then the other play I'm talking about is – uh, against Jalen Rager. Uh, Rager went up to catch a ball, really elevated nicely, and had the ball. His helmet came off as he jumped, so he's helmetless. He catches the ball, and as he's coming down, Josh Job is there kind of pawing at him, swatting at him, tackling him, and he knocked the ball loose. And it was hard to see, but the ball did squirt out. The ref on the, on the scene signaled an incompletion. So Josh Job really stood out today.
2: But, again, it's going to be tough for, for someone yeah. like him to make this roster. It really is. You know, for the first time in a long time, we talk about – Really linebacker and cornerback for the Eagles. you yeah, got depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Darius Slade was talking about Zach McPherson the other day and how, how, how much he's improved. Um, the Eagles are working Josiah Scott at safety. Mm-hmm. That tells me they want to find a spot for him. They play slot corner of the backup to Avante Maddox. Now he's taking second team reps at safety. That tells me they see value in Josiah Scott. Harry Benson, we mentioned in, in a bad way with A.J. Brown. But look, nobody can deal with A.J. Brown. He's been really, really impressive. Mac McCain was back at practice in a limited fashion. He was the one taking second-team reps before he hurt his knee, banged up his knee. So these these young guys, and it's Josh Job, it's, it's Mario Goodridge, it's Josh Blackwell, they have a tough numbers game. But... Good news is the practice squad is 16 deep, and the Eagles have tried to keep all of these young corners because they they've really shown some developmental potential.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll throw another name out there who we saw today take second team left tackle reps because Milada and dillard are both out. Uh, on Thursday it was Coyote. Uh, I was Sika that took left tackle, and he, you know, he really wasn't the answer. He kind of got overwhelmed. I think he's more of an interior guy, guard. Um, but today they had Josh Stills out there. Or Sills, I think it is from. Uh, I, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. Um, you know, he played second team left tackle, and you know what? It, the quarterback's had some time, so you know he wasn't getting overwhelmed. It was definitely better. It, it was, was definitely better. better, no yeah. question about yeah. it. He seemed like he held up pretty well. So again, another undrafted free agent that you know they love their offensive alignment. Don't know how many are going to make the team. I think nine, maybe ten. But uh, you know, he's somebody that could be a practice squad guy because he he held up well, and he I think he's more of a guard type player too. But they threw him out at left yeah. tackle. Uh, and he seemed to do well. And LaRaven Clark, I thought, played better. Yeah, he settled down a little he bit. He settled down yeah, a little yeah, bit at better. the first team, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. so We got a chance to, you know, talk to Javon Hargrave after practice. You know, he was talking up Isaac Samalo, saying he's the toughest one to go up against in one-on-one drills. We're talking about depth. Obviously, the Eagles have a ton of depth on the offensive line. While we, you know, Raven Clark struggled, Remember, that's the 13 left tackle. Yeah. That's bad luck. Usually if you're down to your 13 left tackle, right. you're not even going to do as well as right. the Ravens. But, again, you
1: got to give Stoutland, Jeff Stoutland, the line coach, some credit there. He he probably takes these guys, coaches them up. There's some film now that they can look at and break down and uh, makes, the, makes the corrections necessary. So, you know, again, feathering Jeff Stoutland's cap uh, for what he's doing uh, with some of these guys that are kind of deeper down on the depth chart. But uh, anyway, so that's going to do it right now. John and I, we're going to go do, uh, write a few stories here to uh, keep you entertained uh, at si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. And we will be at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday night, and we'll hope to see
0: you there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.